shit, my friend. I will sue you for everything you have. I will sue your ass. Hey, this is John, the American Hilljack Lane, and I'd like to formally welcome you to the American Hilljack Files, Episode 9. Six Train, Controlled Chaos with Jacob Parks and Bill Damiano, and other bullshit. Today's show is an experiment of what happens when you get Bill Damiano for the Pennsylvania Rock Show and the American Hilljack from the American Hilljack Files together to interview Jacob Parks, the guitarist from Terrigen Sky. It truly is controlled chaos. Now, I keep preaching if we don't pull these on-sign local music scenes from around the country together by using positivity and teamwork, we ain't even gonna have music to hold on to in the near future. Yet, I gotta say, if more bands like Terrence and Sky keep coming around, I think the music world could be saved. But before we get into the dirt, accusations, and opinions, I'd like to start things out with the American Hilljack's credo, maybe just my view on how I live my life. Slow and steady wins the race. And good things come to those who wait. I may not be moving as fast as I want forward, but at least I'm not standing still or moving backwards. The only one stopping me is me, and I will forgive the trespass of those who try to stop me, because I am a pro, positive, real, and original person who will do no harm, but take no shit. As long as I have air in my lungs and the ability to entertain on the stage, on the air, or on camera, There truly is no limit. In this world of chaos, untrustworthy people, and uncertainties, the time has come to fight, fuck, or hit the bricks. I, for one, am going to keep being a pro-positive, real, and original person, dig in my heels, and fight with all my being. Your best bet if you're feeling down is to kick back, turn on your amp, and grab a six-string. Kid, I put my heroes on the throne I was never really popular I sat in the back row Had very few friends That I like to keep close There's a lot of things about me That you really don't know Like I'm emotional Confrontational Hate to fight So I try to keep things rational Ain't got no grudge Ain't no chip on my shoulder I enjoy my life Cause I know I'm good So hard it seems impossible Once you are famous You think that you're unstoppable Ain't about the money The girls or the fame It's about being a motivator Through the lyrics that you sing Like, I don't want to be famous I just want to be proud I just want to be able to say What I'm feeling without always feeling Like I'm the odd one I don't want to be in the spotlight I want to be in the crowd Wanna be in the only spot we can crank this shit up loud We do it for the six Inside me, we do this 
featuring from Western Pennsylvania's young and up-and-comers, Church and Sky right there. Those guys kick ass, let me tell you. Please check those mother truckers out at facebook.com forward slash Church and Sky. And remember, Church and Sky, along with Destroyer's Court, and after the fall, will be joining the Hellfire Club for a show at the Empire Concert Club and Bar on January 21st, 2017, for the Rubber Meets Steel show right out here in Akron, Ohio. Now, Bill brought me in to do this interview, or help do this interview for the Pennsylvania Rock Show. It turned into... Just a lot of fun. We had a blast just going back and forth. I'm going to play this thing. I've edited it some, but really I left a lot of it there just to see what it can be like when you just kick back and just talk about what's on your mind. And like I said, it's controlled chaos. Don't don't expect to hear some professionally uh, uh, fluff bullshit because it's for real. It's just on the real, and I really enjoyed it. So kick right back and listen to some controlled chaos with Jacob Parks, Bill Damiano, and me, myself, the American Hilljack. I'll be playing songs in between as well, but you got to check this out. But uh, I-, I was telling Jake um, how you said that uh, you and Chuck wanted to sound more like them. And uh, he said again that-, that they wanted to be heavier like you guys. <laughs> You guys are just phenomenal, Jacob. I'll tell you, you guys rocked our socks off. We were standing there, and Dave, our guitar player, and J- Damon, and Jeff, and Chuck, and we're all like, man, we need to do more of that. They're even trying to get me to pick up the get fiddle and play a little. <laughs> you need your third guitar player, and that's all. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- yeah, they want to yeah. st- stick me with it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys crushed it. I mean, when you come on... Uh, I was blown away. I was like, that is a tone. Because I play guitar, I love guitar. When I heard the tone of the guitars, I about dropped number two. <laughs> well, Dave, Dave is our uh, resident tone fanatic. And he, when Damon first got in the band, he really helped tone his tone. And that's to us, building that wall of sound is the most important thing. And then my vocals are just uh, icing on all of it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, fr- you're definitely a great front man oh thank you it was awesome <laughs> I appreciate that I appreciate that you guys are phenomenal I love your stuff Daisy Duke I've been pumping it on the American Hilljack Pro Series A Pro Radios the American Hilljack Files and I got a lot of fans <laughs> that are really digging that see I pulled that plug there Bill we appreciate it <laughs> I did you're, you're getting good at that <laughs> <laughs> See, see, John we definitely is my, appreciate all support. Thank you. No John problem. is my Padawan, even though he's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're my Jedi. You know, I, I looked, I look at you like Luke looked at Yoda, and just I try to learn as much as I can. And uh, <laughs> the, the funny thing there is, John went to school for broadcasting, and I'm just making things up as I go. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're more in touch with the reality of what's going on. No offense to the Ohio Center for Broadcasting, now the Ohio Mia School plug number two uh <laughs> but they, they're more they gear you for the, a lot of the professional stuff but you're in touch with the people and that's more important and that was total proof with, with uh having the pennsylvania rock show 12 year anniversary the array of bands you had there's church and sky after the fall amber alexis us it was a great mix and it was in touch with what's going on and it really brought a lot of people together and i really enjoyed it plug number three thank you <laughs> you're on, you're on fire. Um, 
While we're at it, is there is there anybody you want to plug, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can fit any in. <laughs> so, you probably covered all this, but I'm going to rip this off and put some of it on my podcast. Um, <laughs> so, Jake, fine. <laughs> so, Jake, you you started everything. You wrote a lot of everything for Terrigen Sky. I understand. Is yeah, that? yeah. Um, that's how it started. I was recording at home, and I got a eleven tracks down, and it was our first CD. Right. I went out and asked my friends that we played in bands together before i asked them if they'd join me and if they liked the sound that i was going after they want to put a band together and uh got a good feedback they all decided to join well a lot of them are still here and there's only one that isn't from the start right um yeah nick was so now you give me credit but i think nick is phenomenal i think he just I look at him and it's like, man, he's got that big sound and it just fills the room. I love his voice. Yeah. Um, he come over, we were practicing, and he's like, can I try out for your band? I'm like, of course. Yeah, why not, man? He picked up the microphone and it was the first time I actually heard him sing because he played guitar in another band. With wow, him. really? That's impressive. Yeah. It, he's... He's a well-rounded music. Well, a lot, a lot of the guys in the band are well-rounded musicians. They play multiple instruments. And, Dude, but when I heard Nick sing, I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm not singing anymore. You're the lead singer. I don't even want to sing. Well, I'll tell you what, man. You guys, your one guitar player broke a string there at the, 12, at the show, at the 12-year anniversary show. But you guys didn't miss a beat. I mean, he, he grabbed another guitar, and before the end of the song, he was right back in there and ripping. And you guys that's what we were talking about what impressed us the most was the way you guys work together and we were worried about with us with having a small stage with you know us guys but man you had one more than us and still put on a heck of a show and that's what was so impressive to us well you get used to playing in tiny places when nobody knows you <laughs> exactly but you guys you worked that room for all it was worth you know, we were actually intimidated to go on after you and that's very rare for us because as Bill will tell you I'm an egotistical ass at times but you guys you, <laughs> I, I wouldn't tell you that <laughs> no you wouldn't tell me that you would tell other people but uh, <laughs> but, but yeah we were actually intimidated to go going on after you guys we were like oh man, man they they are phenomenal it was really impressive and the songs you yeah. write oh, I do it for the six string, all that. Oh my god, I'm in love with you guys. I ain't kidding. You. I can't wait to play with you guys out here. Plug number four on January 21st, at the Empire Concert Club in Akron, Ohio. We're gonna have Rubber Meat Steel, and it's gonna be Terrence and Sky, After the Fall, Destroyer Court, and the Hellfire Club. It's gonna be great. <laughs> we did that already, except I didn't use a radio voice. <laughs> I got to. It's a habit. <laughs> No, you know, hopefully the Empire Contra Club don't get sued for their flyer, but hey, that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Eric. I don't know how how to how to rebuttal that, I guess. Because when we come on stage <laughs> we're we're looking at each other like I heard your mistakes. I don't know if this was a good show or not. I really don't. But then 
I think you, we you come up and that. say stuff like that. We're like, well, shit, we must not suck that bad. <laughs> oh, we. I know we we do that as well, especially because that was only our third show with uh, our new bass player and guitar player. So we're all still we're still feeling each other out and everything, and getting to know each other stage wise. People don't realize it's a big difference taking it from the practice room out to the stage and when you're trying to put on a show and run things together and work the crowd but you guys i didn't hear nothing i'll tell you that so w- w- any mistakes you made were well covered i, I think that's a, a musician thing because i'll have bands tell me all the time that, that they made mistakes i'm like look man you guys are playing original music and you know nobody's gonna know except for you <laughs> Dude, the only thing that the only thing that killed us is when the power the power blew on uh, Master of Puppets. Like <laughs> <laughs> we were we were cooking at full steam, and when that happened, then I'm standing there for a little bit, and the stage lights start hitting me, and yeah, I had a few little too much to drink, and everything starts sinking in. It's like, man, holy shit, there's five more songs. It, whose idea was to do this? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's how badass you were. You just blew the power out. They couldn't handle you. <laughs> well, what was what was the funny part is Chuck just keeps going. Everybody else is shut off, and he's just going. I'm turning around. I'm like, dude, really? You you want to quit playing the drums? You want to stop for a minute? Because we gotta we gotta do something there. <laughs> yeah, but you caught me off guard there. I I, I I heard that happen, and I was sitting at the bar actually getting a drink, and I was like, wait a minute. You're still playing, but something sounds funny. <laughs> you. I was going to be there for a while. All of a sudden, I could hear myself, <laughs> and it wasn't coming through the monitors. It was just me. I was just like, whoa, wait a minute. There is nothing here but me and the drums. That that escalated quickly, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, it would, you guys, though, like I said, we stood there in total awe and enjoyed every moment of it. In, in fact, on the ride home, we decided, and hopefully we'll have it ready for the 21st, that we are going to do uh, Charlie Daniels, The Devil Went Down to Georgia, and Damon, our guitar player, plays electric fiddle. So we're going to we're gonna metal it up a little bit, and he's going to rip on that. So, In fact, this weekend he's playing with Neil Zaza up at uh, the Roxino in so it's for his Christmas thing. So yeah, it's it's kind of cool. It's you guys inspired us, and we inspired you, and hopefully it'll be a long term relationship and trade off some shows. We'll come over that way and open some shows for you guys. It'd be great. It'd be wonderful. Yeah. So Jake, you're from Outwood City area, right? Yes. And John, Catanning or Butler? Which one were you originally from? I was originally from Catanning. Kind of like uh, Fenelton in between Catanning and Butler, but Catanning, I call it. You know, I, I, I'm i always going to be a K Town guy. But uh, right now, I'm in Lisbon, Ohio, which ain't too far from Elwood City. So, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> multitasking. Um, we are, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm doing this right on here for sure. Um, my class, and I, and I don't do this very often, my eighth grade homeroom. Um, is raising money for the um, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Nice. Very nice. Our school is doing it. We're having a competition. But um, I want to throw this address out. If anybody would like to make a donation, um, it'll go into my my team, which is my grade, and uh, we're actually competing with um, the other classrooms to see who can raise the most amount of money. And it's a great cause. The um, 
website is events.lls.org slash pages slash WPA slash Saint hyphen Sebastian hyphen regional hyphen school hyphen 2007 slash grade eight. I am going to put that in the show notes so you don't have to remember it and you can just click on it. And I'll That'll put that in my awesome show notes as well. If anybody would be make a donation or even just share it so someone else could make well, a donation. I'll definitely ultimately, put, I'll definitely well, it's about that. a little, little bit of competition between the school. It's really about raising money for, for a great cause. I'll definitely put that in my show, show notes as well. That's great, Bill. That's, I love, love when you do things like this, and I love when anybody does stuff like this. To help other people is the most important, important thing, and, and that really makes people a pro, positive, real, and original. Plug number five. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely share that on the uh, Facebook page and my personal page as well to get the word out. Awesome, thank definitely. you. Definitely. So, um, so besides playing with us in January, what other stuffs coming up for Terrace and Sky? What do you got going on? Where where can everybody see you? Well, we're recording the CD right now. Oh, so another one already. Don't really have anything. What's that? Another one already. I'm just falling in love with this one. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> you actually have the second one. We have one before that. Oh, really? I'm going to have to the get that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to get another one. I'm going to have to get the first one. You guys, I love you guys. So with the, Thank you. With we the, love you. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, the new, with, the new, with the new CD, are you guys all collaborating more? or Do you, do you, do you write more? Uh, you know, How does it work with you guys' writing process? Uh, the writing process, it usually starts out... With me and Nick, we'll just bounce ideas back and forth with each other. And, you know, I may have a verse and he may have a course. Right. Or we'll discuss chord progressions or whatever, but it's easy to piece music together with him because a lot of the music that we write is truthful. I mean, this Daisy Duke's kind of like a flawny thing, whatever. But it, all the other tracks on that CD is a true story. Nice. Something that's happened in our life and we turn it into music. So. When you got shitty lives, exactly. <laughs> it's easier to write music, right? <laughs> that's the, people don't realize that's the only reason I got divorced twice and try you know to hold on to this marriage is so I have stuff to write about. You know, <laughs> <laughs> people don't get that. Even you know, friends around you or something, you just want to try to have a positive message and. Yeah, and that's Help people out. And also, that's the biggest thing is when building a crowd, people want stuff stuff that they can grasp to and grab and. Actually, gravitate, gravitate, yeah, and they can, they feel that same feeling. You guys put that out there of that feeling of the common person, just going through life, you know, blue collar, kick ass metal, and that's what really sells you guys the most. And now that I know that these songs are more about real life experiences, that attracts me even more to go as I listen to it probably a millionth time in my van as I'm driving around. You know, that's cool. That's really good. And and I'd like to point out that. Um, John, last night Brian mentioned about stealing my questions and using them in his interviews. Right now, John, John is using my questions in my own interviews. <laughs> I told you, you're the Jedi. You're the Jedi. <laughs> and I already asked that one. <laughs> but I'm ripping this off for my podcast, so I, I gotta, I gotta reiterate. <laughs> More to come with that interview from Jacob Parks. Well. 
I don't know if it's an interview with Jacob. I think it's an interview with Bill and me. I think Jacob was just along for the ride. <laughs> this is uh, Vanishing Point from Rat Bastard Syndicate. you got to check these guys out at ratbastardsyndicate.com. They're the Southern Ohio's dangerous band that's just really kicking ass out there. Check these guys out. This one's Vanishing Point. Get yourselves a pull off of this, mother truckers.
burden of court. Your Honor, I'd like to demand a sidebar. Demand? Sir, we haven't even called a case. You better have a good reason to demand anything. Well, I do have a good reason, Your Honor. I just want to go to the ultimate dive bar in Armstrong County, let alone the world. Sidebar is a small bar with a big atmosphere open seven days a week. It's a place with a big city feel and a rural community. It's the ultimate dive bar. Trashy with a touch of class. Sidebar is some of the best food with their menu of delicacies to please your taste buds. It also has a wide selection of seasonal, specialty, and domestic beers from around Pennsylvania, the United States, and the world. Sidebar provides some of the best live shows in the area featuring local, regional, and national acts which include everything from rock, country, punk, to hip-hop. Sidebar is all about live entertainment. So if you're looking for a place with great food, great people, and a great atmosphere, Sidebar at 190 Clearfield Pike in Catang, Pennsylvania, right around the corner from the Armstrong County Courthouse, is definitely the place you want to be. Like them on Facebook to keep up on all their events and specials. But more importantly, stop in and become part of the family. So, Your Honor, do you have any objections about the Sidebar? Only that you didn't tell me about this place sooner. I might have to hold you in contempt of court the next time you appear in front of me. Really? Well... Not if you buy the next round some more of those wings. Your friends sure do I wish I could unlive every minute with 
right there and you had rap bastard syndicate with vanishing point like i said check those guys out at rapbastardsyndicate.com you had sean perry and the hazard county rebellion with do it for the dale you can check those guys out at facebook.com forward slash sean perry and the hcr then you had western pennsylvania's own slant six with no regrets check those guys out on facebook as well i got more of this interview and like i said i don't know exactly if who was interviewing who it became a controlled chaos situation it was fun i really had a great time please keep listening got some more music coming up this is really fun for me 
just getting my feet wet on this interview thing. So uh, get yourself a poll. And I don't know if you talked about it already because Bill told me last night. I thought it was totally cool how you guys came up with your name. The, uh, <laughs> that was the very first thing. See that? Just a little <laughs> bit of influence. <laughs> the, that is, it, for those that don't know, they took the Terra from Pantera. They took the chain from Alice in Chains. And they took the Sky from Leonard Skinner. And you, you look at that, and that is, that's just totally cool. It just wraps you guys up in a perfect description of what you guys are. If you ask my opinion, that's exactly how we got it. We tried to research band names and come up with one. It's already taken. Yep. Google shows that every name has been thought of pretty much. Exactly. So, and to come come up with you know a part of yourself, you know what it is. What is this band? What's our favorite influences? And that's cool. Somehow that come it, up with that. It, it's cool that you guys come up with something totally original out of that, just like your music. So your name is just as original as your music, and that's that's rare. Uh, not not to cut you guys off, but I just realized something. <laughs> John, you've been on the Pennsylvania Rock Show multiple times. Yes, sir. And I'm pretty sure, unless you really spend a lot of time and edit me out, that this will be the first time that I'm on the American Hill Jack Faust. Yes, and I hope to have you more <laughs> on here because you make me sound good. <laughs> because they're going to compare us and go, wow, John sounds so much more professional than that guy does. <laughs> yeah, but I ain't, ran, I ain't ranting or complaining about something, so everybody will listen more. <laughs> they're going to be confused. Like, yeah. who's this guy ringing John in? That sucks. <laughs> uh, have you, Jake, have you heard any of his podcasts? I did click on the one where you introduced us with Miss Daisy Duke, and I was uh, blown away when I listened to it. I instantly shared it with the rest of the band and then put it on the Facebook and stuff. And I was like, I would listen to that shit every day. <laughs> well, this this last this yeah, last, so last week's podcast was. I'm getting a little bit of flack from a few people, but I'm getting a lot of good good feedback from a few people. So I'm just gonna keep flowing with what I do. I, I just want to present people with what's real and honest, just like you guys with your music. In I think that uh, coming from an honest sense of what a musician goes through, that's what my podcast is more more about. And hopefully it influences other people to start looking at the scenes. Uh, I love the AK Valley Pittsburgh scene. It's really starting to pick up. And I hope that over here in Akron and Cleveland and Canton, they hear some of what's, what can happen if we all work together, just like us guys work over together over in Pennsylvania. And we can build something, and that's why I want to bring you guys out here and hopefully get you guys playing at more clubs than just the Empire because you guys deserve to be put in front of the crowds. There's rare bands that are good, and you are one of those bands and deserve crowds in front of you. Thank you for complimenting me, man. <laughs> really. I'm noticing, it, that, it blows they, mind. I'm noticing that Jake has a trait that I have. <laughs> Don't know how to take compliment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just got to start getting. Yeah. I understand that though. I don't know how to take compliment when someone compliments me myself. When they compliment the band, I feel more comfortable. Yeah, so I understand. Yeah, it's just crazy to think we don't know what we sound like. We're not out there watching ourselves. I mean, we get to watch some videos here and there, and we're like, "Wow, that was badass!" <laughs> and then the I don't see what you see. You know, it's just what's expected of us. We right. this is what we want to do. We call it watching game film, and we're just like how you guys, oh, man, did you hear that? Oh, you dropped that note there. Oh, John, you're cracking on this. And, yeah, so <laughs> we don't look at it the same way either. 
especially Chuck. Chuck is our slave driver. He keeps everything. Our drummer, Chuck, is very, how do I say this? He gets a sense of what things need to go and which way they need to go and tries to coach things in the right direction. Me, I'm, I try to do that, but also i am got so much going on with doing podcasts and my life, and I don't always pay the attention that I should. So I'm very thankful that I have Chuck Dobbins behind me keeping things that anchored down. I think that's the job of a drummer, isn't it? Shh. Don't give him a... <laughs> you're blowing up his... He's going to hear this, and now he's going to be, yeah, see, I told you that's what I'm supposed to do. We should see. <laughs> well, before you got on, on the show, John, you missed with it. Um, Jake was telling me that there was a show where the drummer couldn't make it, and he played the drums. So you're a drummer, too. See, that's where I started out. I played drums for uh, 17 years until I got carpal tunnel. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I would hate. You got a carpal tunnel. I bet you're a pretty badass drummer. <laughs> Back in the day, I hey I I don't like to toot my own horn, but I was a way better drummer than I am a singer. I'm a great front man, but you know when it comes to singing, I I'm not always where I want to be. That's what those guys want me to play guitar and stuff, and I can write all day long. But when I get up on stage and start tensing up. Next thing I know, I can't feel the strings underneath my fingers, and I don't know if I'm actually on a string or on a fret. And yeah, you know, when you're playing stuff like we are, sometimes that's tough. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you can't miss a note when you're playing that. <laughs> you're a hell of a guitar player, Jacob. You kick ass. I, I watched you, and I was just like, wow. Yeah, and you're a good showman with it as well. And your guitar that you're. Uh, significant other there painted for you is really cool that i i love that thing i love it more than anything <laughs> i had a knife gibson but it that guitar cost me 260 bucks and i'd choose it over any other guitar just the way it feels exactly. in my hands the fretboard uh, the neck perfect now guitar wise who are your influences if you had to nail them down who are the who are the guys that made you want to grab that guitar and just keep working until you could come to up to where you are now uh well from the start from a young kid i always loved stevie ray vaughn he was one of the first guitarists that i actually fell in love with and uh later on in life i I like joe perry from aerosmith but once i hit the teenage years it was all about dimebag daryl oh of course all about dimebag (laughs) can't go wrong with dime you know Mm -hmm. and your other two guitar players are terrific as well and the way you guys work together it's hard to get two guitar players to work together well but to have three that work together so well is very impressive you you guys really balance what each person's job is in the song in your originals and that was impressive as all get up it, it makes it nice because they're you know they're kind of like my best friends we've been friends for a long time mm-hmm. but we all have very close similar music tastes you know if you ask us who our favorite guitar player was, each and every one of us is going to say Dimebag Daryl. But yeah. for me, I've got like blues and bluegrass influences that I enjoy as well. Like Joey, he loves heavy metal, mm-hmm. death metal, right? all that awesome stuff. And Tyler's more like uh, blues and funky and all that tapping stuff that people do on the acoustic. And, right. That's awesome. But you know, we pop in a down CD or something or Pantera or... Hell yeah. We can sit there and jam. Or even Joe Bonamassa. Oh. That guy is probably one of Yes. He's an icon. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's awesome, man. 
With us, the only band that we know for sure that our one of our guitar players can't stand is Kiss. Yes. <laughs> Dave Moore. <laughs> Dave Moore. I knew exactly where this was going. <laughs> Dave Moore, our guitar player, the ball guy, he, for some reason, he does not like Kiss. But you know, we he pulled it out and played it for Bill, and that's all that's all that matters because you know, Bill is our <laughs> sensei, and we we would owe him a lot for helping us as much as he has. That's so. Jake definitely doesn't know that that whole inside joke thing. Um, since the Pennsylvania Rock Show anniversary show started, I would tell every band I wanted to hear them play a Kiss cover, figuring they would tell me no. Well, I told them, really thinking that they were going to tell me no, and they did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Touche. So this, so this year when uh, Bill asked us to play two weeks before we were supposed to play, I come in and I wrote down three of the cheesiest Kiss tunes. That and one of them was "I Was Made for Loving You." And I said, "Hey, Dave, you know Bill's helping us out and he helps us with our website and everything, and he wants us to learn you know a couple more Kiss tunes and maybe play them this year." And I hand him the list, and the look on Dave's face. Is like you know you just told him that he was never going to be able to play guitar again. <laughs> and then I waited till after we went over our normal set and said, "Dude, no, Bill don't want us to do." <laughs> Bill didn't say, didn't say that at all. <laughs> no. Also, keep in mind before that, um, it was Rocktoberfest, right? No, it was it was Gigaroo. Oh, it was Gigaroo, right? I'm up They're on stage, up on... just Gigaroo. I'm singing. And I lean down, I just keep singing, and Bill Bill got there, and he comes up, he goes, tell Dave I made it, he owes me a kiss tune, and in the middle of whatever I was singing, I just start burst out laughing through the mic and just blew everything I was doing. <laughs> because the original plan was they were going to play two kiss songs at at um, Pars 11, and um, they only had time for one. Right. So technically, he does owe me a song. Yes, technically <laughs> he does. I, I am going to throw that out at him this Sunday at practice. <laughs> Say that you know, Damiano's putting the call in that you owe him a kiss to. <laughs> but we have talked about it. we've talked about uh, pulling strange ways and, and uh, heavying that up a little bit. You know, you, you know what band I did not throw that at? Who's that? Uh, that would be Jake's band. <laughs> you, you guys would do. Well, you guys could do a hell of a version of God of Thunder. You guys could do a hell of a version of God of Thunder. You know that. Uh, would that be, would be awesome. Yes. Are you? Do you know that song, Jay? I don't know it on guitar now. But I'm sure I can figure it out. You know? I'm going to guess that you're younger than me, so you can say no. I'll <laughs> give you the benefit of the doubt. You talking about the song God the Thunder? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Oh, oh, meaning do I actually know the song? Yeah, like have you no. heard it? No. Not can you play it, have you heard it? No. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm almost positive you're younger than me. And I was born in the same year that song was released. So Hey, I didn't want to hear it, Bill. I was born before that, so let's not go to how old anybody is. <laughs> but so I'm going to give you a pass on it for now, but look, look it up. Yeah, look, look that up. It's a cool song. Nick would, Nick, okay. would, Nick would rock on that. I'll tell you. If I, if I could sing. Well, maybe we'll just right play now. it on the 21st. Just, yeah, or just do a band jam where everybody, you know. Just plays off each other. I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Is after everything's said and done, hopefully have a little bit of time at the end and get up and just jam together and have a good time. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. I am so excited. Here, here, I'm going to throw some lyrics at you. I'm not going to sing them though. It's <laughs> <laughs> God of Thunder and Rock and Roll dispel your hunger and rob you of your virgin soul. <laughs> 
It's it's good wholesome family listening. Of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) What album is that off of? That's off of Destroyer. 1976. Oh, then I have heard that. That's the only Kiss album that I've ever owned. In my opinion, that's the best Kiss album. That's debatable. I'd say that's up there. I'd say that's one of them. Yes. That and Alive 2 is pretty good. Uh, oh. Oh, come on. Alive 1 is, though, is it's the echelon that built them. If wasn't for that, the label was going to drop. <laughs> that's true. Now we're getting into rock um, history. <laughs> Let me break out my Geritol. It's not one. fair. Not right. fair. You guys have twice the experience, Harvey. <laughs> Dude, I was born in 73. Yeah. So. Oh, you are old. <laughs> 43. Uh, I got six kids and you know two ex-wives and one I'm trying to hold on to. Yeah, I, I make it happen. For, for, for the record, John's only three years older than me, so he's not that old. <laughs> but for the record, I look 10 years older than you, so I'm just saying. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the show, and I will cut it out later. But I won't. Um, I'll so, <laughs> so I turned, turned 40 on November 19th. Which is a week after the the PA Rock show, and um, I go into work on Monday, and my principal walks up to me, and she's like, "Man, you look old today," knowing that I had just turned forty. And I looked at her, I'm like, "I know my crow's feet have gotten so much worse." And she goes, "You don't have crow's feet." I was like, "Exactly," and I walked out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you got guys like me that when I'm typing out my own podcast, I'm leaning too close to the computer. I got a cigarette hanging out my out of my mouth and caught myself on fire yesterday and had to trim, you know, a good bit of my little chin beard here. So (laughs) I see that post on Facebook. (laughs) Dude, that's totally true. I was sitting and my eyes are getting bad. So I'm leaned up against the computer and I smelled smoke, but I thought it was just a cigarette. And then I realized, Oh yeah, that's hair. Oh shit. That's me. You know? So (laughs) what you see on stage, everybody's like, wow, you know, you're so different. Yeah. I'm uh, at home, I'm a big dork. I'm just dad, and you know, I, I barely make it through. I can barely tie my own shoes some days. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has a place that they're supposed to be, and you're supposed to be on stage. Yes, you take me away. You take me away from the stage, and as Bill tell you, I, I, my mind wanders, and I don't get stuff completed on time. And Bill has to contact me <laughs> at least the day before, yeah, that he needs the uh, concert calendar, and say, John. And I go, oh yeah, that's right. And I jump in there and get it done. <laughs> and I should know at the end of the month, every month, that I got to do one for next month. It should just hit me. <laughs> the, the tough thing with John is to get him to do his podcast every week. But I, and, I've only missed one week since I started doing it every week. So you got to give me credit. And that was only because of Thanksgiving. And you know, <laughs> trust me, I, I missed that. I did, I missed that week too. See, and so did Brian. So all three of us were bad boys that week. So yeah, but Brian is brand new to it. So he gets a little bit of a of a oh, pass. Oh, Brian gets <laughs> slack, but you know, I, that's ridiculous. I, I'm protest. Next meeting, I'm protesting. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we we definitely we we have to do a a closing to the podcast later, so I can put it before all of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Like I said, that interview has been off the hook. I'm playing the whole thing. I don't care. Uh, I really enjoyed and had a good time, if anything. 
Right now, I'm going to play a band out of Pennsylvania that we got to play with at Gigaroo that puts on a hell of a show, and I am looking to bring those guys over to the Ohio area for you guys to check out. This is Homicide Black with Fight right here on the American Hill Jack Files. Strap yourselves in, get yourself upright, and open those ears because these guys are really going to kick your ass.
unnecessary bullshit from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania's own Skell that has become a staple here on uh, the old American Hilljack Files. Can't help it. Love that band. Like I said, those guys are still looking for a drummer. Please search those guys out if you're a drummer that wants to step up to the plate. I don't want to see those guys go down. Before that was Homicide Black, and you can check those guys out at homicideblack.com. They're from Pittsburgh as well, and I hope to get those guys out here. And I hope get some fans for these people. Right now, back to the action. I don't know if if you're still tuning in and listen to this. It's definitely an experience. It's all fun and games, but it also has some good things in there that you can learn from. Yeah, like I said, open those ears. At least we're entertaining. Go ahead, Jake, though. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a like a summary of the three podcasts that joined together to make podcasts your scene. So my my show is more like a history of because you know I, I talk about the bands and where they came from and I found out when I bring a new band in I talk get them to tell me about their history and where 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 their influences are and and that kind of stuff. And then you go and you, you listen to the weekly rock blog. And Brian will interview a band or um, listen to their music and talk about their music. And he breaks it down musically. Like, he'll talk about, you know, what goes into making that song. And then John, John's the guy who really talks about the scene. And by talks about the scene, I mean he'll tell you what he thinks about the scene. And he will rant about it. And he'll be right. <laughs> but, I don't do, but honestly, I don't try to do it in an ignorant manner. Uh, while, no, I do, and, and, while I do punctuate things and probably say things I shouldn't for for the effect of to pay attention because I totally believe that musicians like Jake, Jake and Terrence and Sky and the guys that are coming up behind me I've had my chance I'm 43 and hopefully I you know I get to go a little further but there's guys that are coming behind me that deserve so much more and with all the clubs that are closing and the avenues that are closing for them. I don't want to be one of those guys that just stripped mine a scene and left them with nothing. I want to give them the opportunity just as much as I had and more. And if there's a possibility of building a scene back up, especially getting a couple scenes working together that we can cross-pollinate and get shows going, I want to do that because the music industry has gone to a point where it's at a stalemate and there's not enough things happening that are good and new. And I think Terrigen Sky is one of those bands that could be could break if given the right chance. So, it, you know, I'm going to do everything I can for guys like that. And then, like, my son's band, Three Vultures, and bands out here plug, like... Plug walk, number six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and Walking in Circles and the Scenic Route, these younger bands that are coming up behind me. Because when I'm done, I want them to still be able to carry on and have places to play. And that's that's the biggest importance of it all. And fans. The biggest thing is putting the music in the fans' ears. And that's what my podcast is about, is giving giving them things that they're tangible and listening to and then giving them where to go to find them on their own. So hopefully they can pick up CDs and go to their shows. That's what I want to do for people. Before you came on, John, I, I asked Jake about pay to play and uh, mentioned that, that his band's a little younger than, than Brian's band and your band. Right. And I thought that I get a different answer and it, it was slightly different. He said, it's, it's a double edged sword that, you know, you kind of need to play them so that people get to see you. Right. But that sell, selling the tickets is not what they want to do. And uh, now we're kind of pushing Jake to the side. I'm going to let him talk a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but, Jake, Jake, let me hear your opinion on the pay-to-play. You want to reiterate that. For bands that are small like us and we're playing in our hometown, 
and getting a small draw. It's hard not to want to go to Pittsburgh to a bigger venue, you know, where there's going to be 500 people instead of maybe 80. Right. Just to try to get your music out. So it's kind of like an investment in promotions for us. Like we have to occasionally do these shows in order to get our music out because we're not really making a big impression until like right now when you guys are noticing us. Right. There's a couple of people that have noticed us, but not a lot. So that sucks. But on when these shows are on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays and you have to sell a minimum of 35 tickets just to be able to play a show, you're left with no other option but to buy tickets just to be at that event. You see that? That's what I was talking about. Oh. That that kind of, and that can hurt your. I know for me, doing that that sometimes hurts my momentum of how I feel. Does that do that for you guys? To feel like, oh man, we got it. Yeah, well, you, you see the people that show up in your hometown when you go back to town and you play again. They're all there. They, you know, they love you. Right. You know, your friends, your family, your clothes, you know. And not everybody can afford to do the Pittsburgh. But when you look out to a crowd and you don't see them there. And you feel like they didn't want to buy that ticket because you're just not that good enough for them to drive that far and see you. It really does hurt your momentum. It puts you the pull on you. are like, ah, maybe we're not that good, guys. You know, but I don't think people that, don't really want to buy tickets. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I think the biggest part is how much gas, cigarettes, everything costs. And I've talked about that on my own podcast. The way... Everything. You is, mean the podcast that is also going to be hearing this stuff later? Yeah, <laughs> on my podcast right now or whatever. But it, so you're concurrently listening to the Pennsylvania Rock Show and, and the to the American Helljack Files cool. yeah. at the same time. In case you didn't know what concurrently means, and that may have been for those of you that are not in my state. <laughs> but that, dude, I put, <laughs> Bill, I, Bill, I put I push you just as hard as I push myself because I, I believe in what you do. But I think that's. Let's see. John took a shot at Pittsburgh in his last podcast. I did not. So. I did. Oh, but you did. How did I, I still don't understand how I took a shot. But <laughs> but you blamed Pittsburgh for Jackal not playing in Ohio. No, I didn't. I did not. I said they might not want to play because they canceled the other show. It wasn't Pittsburgh's fault. <laughs> you know, come on. Now, now you're going to have for all those people go to my last podcast so you listen to it for yourself. Judge for yourself because. I'm a Pennsylvania redneck, always will be, even though I'm over here in the Buckeye State. But I think the biggest thing is the way the economy is right now, and having, especially for us, we know like a lot of our fans have kids and everything else. So if they want to come out, not only do they have to pay to get in, but they have to pay a babysitter. It all adds up. So I try to make sure. Yeah, I try to make sure that if whether no matter if they're paying three bucks, five bucks, whatever they're playing, that we give them the best show possible so they know that every cent that they spent to come out and see us. But we know ourselves, like we're from Akron, and that's where we're based out of. If we play in Cleveland, which is only 40 minutes up the road, it's hard to get people to come up there because of those things, you know, because it costs them gas, it costs them babysitters, it costs, it, everything costs. So I don't think it's that you guys aren't good enough. Just you know, the economy the way it is right now is very tough, and that's that's why I, I fully believe of pulling the bands and working together, and giving good events, not just a show, but make the show an event, make it something that every. That's why we tried to do the rubber meets steel, so it's not just something average, and we're going to have a lot of different things going on that sets aside just you know having an average show, you know, and that's why I want to action pack it, and you guys, so you know. 
uh, Skell was supposed to be on that show, but they lost their drummer. And I was thinking, who the heck could I have that could measure up and give us just as much of a show that would really sell? And as soon as I saw you guys, by like your third song, I was over at Bill. Hey, I need to ask these guys to come over. And they went over and asked Matt. That says a lot because anybody that knows me and Jacob, I'll tell you, Skell is one of my favorite bands in the whole world. So you guys really... To step into that spot was I was very honored that you guys would be willing to come play with us. Well, definitely appreciate the offer, and I've heard nothing but good things about that band. And it's unfortunate that they couldn't be there. And I'm looking forward to getting to see them. Well, for everything that you want, everyone hear them. Do you have CDs out, right? You do. Hey, from um, every- and, and I will play them in this show too, and so will John. <laughs> oh, I gotta play unnecessary bullshit. It's my thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but everything you see my band do, I've ripped off from Skell. The way we run our songs together, the the things we do, the intros and everything. So, yeah, they're a big influence on me. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've you know, off, off the record, off the record. Now, you said they lost their drummer. You mean they lost their drummer? Yeah. They, well, well, they had Keith Queer. Not, not the way that you're thinking, but yes, a drummer ago. <laughs> yeah, Keith Queer, their their drummer, they had. Uh, oh. He passed away, and then they had this drummer. I can't remember his name right. Jordan. Jordan, Jordan McClure. Yeah, and he's got college and everything, and he had to step down. So they're looking. For, they're looking for a new skin beater, and I'm trying to get someone to get in that spot. But you're stepping into a you're stepped into a machine that 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 band works like clockwork so it's hard to get a drummer that really gels and keeps that band going especially for the stuff they play anybody that can cover slipknot and some of the stuff they do perfectly and whew, it's unbelievable well, that's where we were talking earlier jake about how um john and Mary, and uh the hellfire club do really good cover of pantera and you know no offense john but scale does it yeah, they make me times better. <laughs> they make me look. They, they they make me look like nothing. They, watching them is like what they could go and be a Pantera tribute band if they really wanted to be, but that's because Mikey Pallone, the guitar player, and Mike Ekus, they are just solid as all get out. You know, Walter has so much ease in, with the right drummer behind them that it's like singing to a karaoke machine. I guarantee it. Oh, wow. Um. Pretty disappointed in myself for not seeing these guys <laughs> before. You know what I mean? Well, just out of curiosity, how old are you, Jake? Twenty-seven. Oh yeah, these guys have been around since nineteen eighty-nine. They were originally Whiskey High, and then eventually they turned to Skell, I believe, in nineteen ninety-nine, possibly two thousand. So yeah, they've been around for a long time. Yeah, I was born in eighty-nine. <laughs> exactly. See, like I said, and that's my biggest thing is like bands. You're you're a younger guy coming up behind us, and I want to do the same thing that bands like Skell did for me. It pays, paved the way, and if there's a possibility of helping those bands out, that's why I do what I do more than anything. And uh, my my thing, I I told Ekus this in an interview, and he kind of looked at me like I was insane. But Skell is like, when, when you think Pittsburgh and you think metal, you think Skell. The, fir- the first name that should come off your tongue is Skell. Yes. Yeah, they, so... Well, like, I, like I've said many times, without that band, I would not be where I'm at. I, uh, Scott Boyd, that originally sang for him, when I first started singing, I would just watched him like I was going to school. And then, you know, Chris Dittman, Pat Bono, Walter, you know, those guys, they inspire me. And that's that's what I hope to do for other people. 
is do the same thing and give them ideas and try to help them because it's a it's a tough business and as jake said you know i don't want them to have to keep selling tickets for the rest of their lives if there's a possibility to get them you know where they don't have to sell the tickets then that's i hope i can do that i'm sitting here trying to figure out first (laughs) how to get jake back into the conversation second (laughs) second how I'm going to edit this thing. <laughs> it, we're already 43 minutes yeah, in and you yeah, already have phone. <laughs> we're 43 minutes in and, you know. You You're know, 43 minutes in. See, I'm an hour and 25 minutes in. <laughs> hey, I, I just came back from picking up the Hellfire Club press kits and stuff. And you, I was driving. You asked me to be on the show. It was your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I asked before I called. <laughs> before I called Jake. <laughs> But no, no, this I do is have cool. one plug that I would like to announce. Okay, absolutely. Uh, the charity event. Hmm? Let's hear it. Uh, they're, the, they're doing a charity event for Children's Hospital at the Lindora Hotel on December 16th. Mm-hmm. And have the Red Line, the Noble Hops Band, a lot more bands that I can't remember right now. <laughs> it's kind of rude of me, but I apologize. Uh, is this part of the yeah. grassroots group of shows? I'm not sure if it is or not, really. No, that's the Lindora okay. Hotel. That's the Lindora Hotel in Butler, yeah, P- Butler PA. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Played many a shows there. <laughs> Love that place. Our first time. It's a great little place, it's man. It's gonna be. A, and is it, it? Yeah, and I heard I heard they have awesome chicken. I, they do. <laughs> they do. I I've stumbled out of there many a time since I've. Before I was twenty one, but many times since I've have been twenty one. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's great. You, see, that's what I like too. You guys are that's another thing that bands miss out on is playing these charitable events. I think more bands need to get involved with stuff like that, not just for the fact of raising the money for the event itself, but also gives you more exposure to a wider variety of of a crowd of a different age variance that you can build a bigger following with. Yeah, yeah, you do. When you mix bands, you mix cultures. Yeah. You know, you might have a new fan that doesn't even like your kind of music. Exactly, um, and get somebody in there. That's awesome. Now, do, no, I, I think I only heard one cover from you guys. Is there any other covers you guys do that, yeah? I, I heard a little bit of Black Betty, but... That was awesome. I think it was in... That was awesome, the way you guys yeah, incorporated that. We, we use it as our intro to that six-string... Yeah, that but, was... uh, yeah, actually, we we go out and we'll play bars for four hours, so we have a bunch of covers. Really? Mostly original, but yeah. That is... Go out and play from nine to one. What's some of the, yeah. what's some of the <laughs> four bar... hours at? What's some of the bars you play besides in your area? In our area, we have the Hazel Manor, uh, the Hog Wild, Saxon Club, Sons of Italy. There's a bar towards Beaver Falls. Used to be the Alpine Inn a long time ago, and it changed hands a couple of times. But now it's called Bill's Valhalla. Uh-huh. That is an excellent place to perform because they got a big dance floor, right? And a balcony that wraps around. Um, now this is all around Elwood City and Beaver Falls area. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But these are small, tiny joints where you're going to fit sixty to seventy people in, and it's going to be packed. Well, that's yeah. That's as far as. Yeah, but that's a good that's a good start. You start start from the grassroots of bringing people together, and some of those rooms are some of the greatest rooms. The sidebar in Catani is a small room. The moose that we played as a small room, but it's great to get everybody in there sweating and having a good time. 
in my opinion. Yeah, but there, in these bars, there's no really stages, so you're kind of just cramped in the corner, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just smashing in there. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, when but you... it was a good way to practice and get us to where we are now. Oh yeah. You know. That's what I was some, gonna, that, some, that's some what of the coolest say. venues that I've ever watched bands in are, are those type of places. Um, like, uh, uh, tanning. Um, why am I blanking on the name of it, John? The Wick City Saloon? That's the one. Wick City Saloon. <laughs> I loved that place. Absolutely loved it. Back in the day, me and Big E, uh, that's another place I drank before I was 21. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that it's that's what I was gonna say. Now playing those smaller rooms, though, it does give you that work off of each other and learn each other's uh, craft a little better, and be, to get ready for the bigger stages. And I see you guys have really done that a lot. Tried to. We really like critique ourselves really hard. We're hard on each other, but it's the only way to get better, I guess. But if you do it the right way, out of out of love and for the beneficial forward motion of the band it comes out uh, it comes out in the end and it shows with what you guys do well, thanks <laughs> thanks for <laughs> noticing <laughs> when, when you we, were asking about covers and what we do is uh yeah that, we'll go yeah, back that, yeah what's, let's some do, the, what's some of the covers let's, you do let's do a little peek into uh, the next month's podcast you're seeing john okay. without you giving away your answer okay go ahead go ahead bill all right so the question we're going to do next next month on podcast you're seeing is how do you decide what covers and how many covers you're going to play and how many of your originals you're going to play in your set. How do we decide it? Yes. Yep. Uh, well, uh, at first it was, okay, this is the X amount of original material we have, so now we have to fill it with covers to make it last for three or four hours. Right. But now when we go out to uh, like shows like if the Rock Show anniversary, we're kind of just... I might do one or two if it rolls. Like we'll use covers to roll into our originals with. And and you guys do that very well. I, I like that formula. Yeah, just keep it rolling. You know, we don't want it to stop. And it's easier if we already have songs pieced together to just keep on going to the next one. Yeah. I, so it's kind of hit or miss. It's hit or miss. That's now with different shows. Like, what? How do you judge how many covers you play? Well, yeah, maybe I want everybody to hear our material. Right. Because we're only playing for 15, 20 minutes down in Pittsburgh. But if we have an hour or two or four, we're going to play all of our covers. We have about an hour compared to our two hours of original. Now, cover-wise, what are some of the bands you cover? Leonard Skinner. We play Call Me the Breeze. And oh, wait, I know wait, 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 wait. Do you play Freebird? No, we don't play Freebird because it's... <laughs> Because of the end. <laughs> you can't just half ass that song. <laughs> exactly. What are some what are some of the other other covers you do? Uh ZZ Top we do Legs and Tush. Oh yes. Oh E's cover of Tush. Have you have you heard that, John? Yes. Okay, sorry. Keep, go ahead, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me cut you off. Keep going. <laughs> no, go ahead, Jake. Go ahead. See, now you know why our podcast scene was almost two hours that I had to try and cut down to 30 minutes last night, and I only got it to an hour and 25. <laughs> so what's uh, We do uh, Marshall Tucker, Can't You See? Oh, um, man. Awesome. No. Uh, what's that? 
With the three guitar players, I bet you guys really just sound full and can really make those songs really stand out. To be surprising, we don't. We don't really do much. I mean, like, uh, try to make it sound heavier. That's what I mean. Give it that, give give it that bite. Oh, yeah. 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 The Skinner stuff we can pull off a little easier because they, they do have three guitar players. So it's nicer that we can pass it off to each other. Okay. That's your part. Right. And a lot of times I don't actually play. If you, you you watch me, I'll, I'll stop and let them guys take over and I'll come in and play lead or something or a fill. That's your secret. You don't let that out. That's your trade secret. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be honest here. I did notice that a lot of times when you're singing, you're not playing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you did notice, but you do look good when you sing. So that's what counts. You know, looking good is always better than just sounding good. (laughs) (laughs) And, and there is why John wears his hat. Yeah. That's the reason (laughs) I have a lot of my gay little uh, gimmicks, you know, (laughs) I could go up there and a you know, set of flip flops and a set of sweatpants and I'd sound the same, but you know, I gotta throw all that stuff on you know, that, that nine pound log chain that I get tired of wearing. <laughs> I don't like the way I look when I sing. I see all the pictures people take and they post them on Facebook and it looks like I'm taking a poop. It's got that squinty face like I'm trying to grunt one out and punching out a dollar. <laughs> my biggest thing is I always got a microphone in my face, so you know it's got like that phallic symbol. You know, it kind of gives that whole gay vibe. You know, I always have a microphone in my face, so I guess you know, everybody has their so, little things. <laughs> a lot of stuff comes out in these interviews, don't they? <laughs> it's really fun to have uh, two guys that are just down to earth and having having a great time, especially Jacob Parks. As you can hear, it's just a great guy. I'm going to play one more segment of this. I had to edit it down because there was just so much we talked about. I love these guys, Terrence and Sky, but also I love Bill Damiano. He does so much. And right now I'm going to play Don't Look Back from a band called Walking in Circles, some, a young band that I've mentioned that needs to be needs to be heard and paid attention to. Jake Gray, their guitar player, is a big fan of the Hellfire Club. And Kerry uh, Gray... Their manager, she likes me. Don't necessarily know why, but we get along just fine. So check these guys out with Don't Look Back, and uh, I'll be back with more of the interview and to wind things up after this.
time or two. Come with me and take me by the hand and we'll race down the road. Don't look back right there from walking in circles. That band is such a great band. Now, I don't want to go on and on because I want to wrap this up. I'm going to play this last segment, and then I'm going to close things out, even though Bill's going to close things out in this as well. <laughs> this this has been a great interview. Just get yourself a pool and the rest of this, and God bless you for sticking around. Well, Jake, I'll tell you this. I just see all that you guys are doing, and I hope that we can help you further you know Terrence and sky a little bit anything that you got make sure you send to uh me or bill and we'll be proud we'll be proud to play them push you guys and any shows you got on make sure any shows you got going on make sure to get the bill so we can do the concert calendar for the pennsylvania rock show and hopefully in due time if i can get the bands out here to submit their shows we can have for the a pro radio concert calendar with bill reading so someone else can hear a voice besides mine yeah man we're we're interested in linking up with you guys and Anything do you have to offer, we'll gladly take. And anything that we can do for you, we'll gladly do. Hey, we'd, be, just we'd be honored really to come thankful. play with you guys. You know, anytime over in Elwood City and the Beaver Falls area. We're trying to expand ourselves. Yeah, but the biggest thing, like I said, I appreciate you offering us that, but I hope that we can do more for you guys. Yeah, and we'll be glad to do the favors back anytime. Hey, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my ringmaster job now. All right, and, rain uh, us in, Bill. Rain us in. That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna dial us in and and get us to the end here. <laughs> so I have one last question for you, Jake. Well, I got one question for you, Bill. Do you do you pull that do you pull that same thing with Kelly? I gotta rain us in here and get this done. <laughs> um, I'm gonna answer that question, and I'm gonna leave it in the podcast. So every job I've ever had, I've worked my way up to a position where where I have some authority. I started out, um, well, everyone but my very first one, but I was working on a garbage truck, so (laughs) we'll throw that one away. (laughs) Um, I worked at Cedar Point, and um, by halfway through my first summer, I was training people, and those people were becoming managers. I didn't become a manager, but there was some authority there. I was training. Then I get to Kennywood, and I start working in Kittyland. By my second year, I'm a manager. By my um, fifth year, I'm working in the rides office. And by my sixth year, I'm in charge of the department that I was had moved into. Then I start teaching, and I work my way up to now I'm the assistant administrator. So pretty much every time I leave the house, I'm in charge, and then I come home, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that suck? <laughs> well, no. You, you know what? I'm actually okay with it. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you are because I'll tell you what, I, there is a reason that we have the issues we do because I'm used to being in command, and when I come home, you get all girls and me, I have no authority. I say anything, <laughs> and I just look at I get the eyes of death from you know 
a set of five along with hers. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you, you dirty male, you. So, <laughs> how dare okay. how So now I'm going to ask that one question, and, and we're going to end this. <laughs> okay, go ahead. We're going to put Jake out of his misery. He, he's been in that room. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I had, a, I had a great time. I enjoy talking to you guys. Well, thank you. He's lying through his teeth. hey i wouldn't sit in the bathroom for over an hour just to sit in the bathroom for over an hour and talk on the phone i have news for you jake it's been an hour 56 minutes and seven seconds and obviously we had to have some kind of fun and and besides that and if jake's anything like me he's got an ex-wife to lie to so you know he don't have to lie to us (laughs) (laughs) all right so so here's that last question (laughs) <laughs> and I'll turn the recording off and you, we can keep talking. <laughs> um, the last question is this. Um, if anybody wanted to get a hold of a copy of your disc or to find your shows or just anything about you guys online, where would they go? Well, they could go check out your page. They Definitely. Could. Look at him. He's mastering this plug thing, too. See, I like it. <laughs> we need to get this guy a podcast. Uh- <laughs> Uh, if they wanted to purchase a CD, they could go to cdbaby.com in the search for Auction Sky. T-E-R-A-H-A-I-N Sky. <laughs> um, if they wanted to listen to it for free, you can get on the SoundCloud app. And all, both of our discs and even some live tracks are on SoundCloud. Which you search be, our band named Auction Sky. Which I'll be doing. I'm going to have to do that because I want to listen to more than what I got. Okay. It's there. <laughs> Uh, YouTube, Reverb Nation, iTunes. Um, did I say that already? No, you did not. Uh, no. Okay, I lost where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll step in then. So the coolest video that, that, well, the one that I think is the coolest, is the one where you guys are in studio at, for DVE doing a coffee house. Yes, um, that is that, a very cool really video. Cool. You sent me that, Bill. You that, was, that was a nerve-wracking time because... You're on a stage. We had our friends and family there, small group of them. But you're on the radio. You know you're being broadcast live, so you can't. The nobody wanted to move because they wanted to play perfect because <laughs> they knew we were being broadcast. And I'm like, man, this is the boring, the most boring performance I've ever done. I have to kind of just stand here and watch you guys stand here. <laughs> <laughs> Very little movement in that video. Well, here's why it's cool though. You're talking to Randy Bauman. <laughs> yes. The, another Jedi that I would love to pick a brain. <laughs> and uh, Bill Crawford. <laughs> That's great that you guys got those opportunities. It just shows how good you are. Yeah, we were very, very blessed to be able to do that. But it was just one of them things like, oh, my goodness, we're going on DDE. And that's one of the biggest radio names in our area. Yeah, you know, in our area. You know the name. It's it's known worldwide. <laughs> yes, one hundred two point five WDVE. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe they can hire me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm got. I, I got to get it anywhere I can. <laughs> I don't like hard work. I can sleep right beside it. It don't bother me at all. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to get this DJ thing going. You've been listening to the Pennsylvania Rock Show, or. The American Hilljack Pro Series Radio, A Pro Radio. Our guest today was Jake from State Farm. I mean, from Terrigen Sky. <laughs> and, 
and and you can check us out at PAY. You're going to ask me what I'm wearing. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> if you're in the bathroom, hopefully you're wearing nothing and enjoying yourself. At least that's what I do. I'd be in a hot bubble bath right now talking to Bill if I was in the bathroom. <laughs> and that's John, the American Hill <laughs> Jack Lane from aproradio.com. And uh, if you want to hear more of this mess where John and I are talking and then you throw Brian in, which really means Brian and John are talking and I'm listening, go to podcastyourscene.com. Uh, that is monthly. PA Rock Show. Weekly Rock Blog, and the American Hell Jack Files are weekly. And the easiest way to get all three of them is to go to podcastyourscene.com because that kind of is a conglomeration. Uh, I can't even talk anymore. We're going to end this episode right there as far as PA Rock Show goes. I'm sure John is going to edit this part out. I'm not. No, I'm not editing nothing out. And even, if, even once you say goodbye, if I want to put more in the end, I will. I don't care. You know, I don't follow formats. That's why I don't have a job in this industry. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank Jacob Parks from Terrigen Sky for being such a good sport. I'd like to thank Bill Damiano for having his first appearance on the American Hilljack Files. It's a long show, but it was fun. And, uh, that's what this is all about. Shoot interviews. If you don't know what a shoot interview is, go to YouTube and look up wrestling. And it's about being honest. And if you want to talk crap, you can come on here and talk crap. I invite all of you. I'm going to try to chase down some bands and get them interested in some people. Just be honest. You know, a shoot interview is just being straight honest. No matter what. Not the normal industry bullshit and fluff stuff. And that's what this is all about. But... So what did we learn today, boys and girls? We learned that when two guys that have been doing podcasts get together, we become like little kids and it's hard to control us. We learned that there's a lot of good bands out there that are up and coming, especially Terrigen Sky, and they agree that selling tickets is tough and not necessarily the way they want to go, but they're going to give it a shot. And the biggest thing we learned for me is that there's so many pro, positive, real, and original people out there, and I'm proud to be with them. But while I may sound negative in delivery of these subjects and others, I do still believe that there's enough of us pro, positive, real, and original people who live to do no harm but take no shit in this country, hell in this world, that if we all put aside all the petty, immature bullshit and work together, we can make a difference and turn this big blue marble around. Like another wise man, I share a first name with... My idol, John Lennon, always saying, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will live as one. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the American Hill Jack Files. And make sure to go to aproradio.com for other episodes of this show and others, as well as articles and other stuff for all you mother truckers entertainment. If I offended you, or if Bill offended you, go complain to him. But if I offended you and you want to debate anything, I said, I said, the floor is yours to come on here or send me a book face message. Just remember, I am who I am, and it sure ain't Popeye. I am John, the American Hail Jack Lane, telling you to keep pushing through and keep your head down to avoid the bullshit. And as always, here's American Dog to send you out the door, and I'll catch you mother truckers next time on the American Hilljack Files. Now I don't know 
what you think you know about me or my ways. But I've been doing this so damn long, I'm pretty much here to stay. So when you tell me what to do or what I should be, well, here's what your opinion means to me. It's bullshit. God damn it, bullshit. I can't stand your bullshit. And I don't like it. No, sir. Not at all. Maybe you've got good intentions, but I done made up my mind. I don't care about fashion, being cool, or even on time. I've already got my own path, and it's much too late to quit. And frankly, your opinion don't mean dick. It's bullshit. God damn it, bullshit. I can't stand your bullshit, and I don't like it. No, sir, not at all. Ha <laughs> ha